0: hey bestie welcome back to your orthodox besties podcast we are your hosts Miriam and mary and we're so glad you're here tuning into candid conversations about your burning questions if you're new to the podcast this is a hotline style show for youth and young adults meaning you write in your questions and we discuss them here in a short sweet and significant dialogue through our faith, experience, and knowledge, we hope to challenge your thoughts, encourage you to better understand yourself, and help you see the value you bring to this world as Christ intended. Please remember that every situation is unique to its circumstances, and our answers are not meant to be prescriptive in
1: any way. And with that in mind, let's dive in to today's question. Okay, and today's question is actually two combined The first one being, what if fasting seems to make me more resentful than intimate with God? And do I have to fast to feel closer to God? Seems very appropriate for the time we're in.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really glad there were some questions about fasting since obviously we are in the second week of Lent now, just about to start. Actually, probably the third week by the time this gets released, potentially, Um, and fasting is, I think, one of those things that is a great treasure in our church. And it's something that we as Orthodox Christians have as a way to reconnect with God. So let's try to take this one question at a time. So the first one was, what if fasting makes me resentful? What should I do?
1: Yeah. The thing is, I think we take fasting very literal, like no meat, no chicken, no dairy, as opposed to like thinking of the behind the scenes of fasting. Mm-hmm. We take it more as like face value. Mm-hmm. So like, can't eat chicken, can't eat this, but we're not recognizing why we can't do it or we're not recognizing why it's beneficial for us or like what's the bigger
0: picture of it all as opposed to like the dietary restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If fasting is just a set of rules or a diet, then you're missing the point, right? Like the fact that we fast for so many months in the year as Orthodox Christians, or at least we're supposed to, it kind of says something about its importance, right? There's a reason why the church has put in seasons of fasting throughout the year to remind us that the things we value so much in this world are not actually the things that matter. Like if you really think about how much time we spend on planning for our meals and cooking and taking care of ourselves physically, and all of those things are not bad. That's not what we're saying. But fasting gives us an opportunity to step away from the things that take up a lot of our time in this world to focus on things that are not of this world. Like, I think we get really confused about fasting. Like it starts to just become this, oh, I'm just going to be vegan for a couple of weeks and that's all it is. So I'm just going to change my diet and I'm going to like look up all these fancy recipes and I'm going to spend so much time like thinking about my food and planning what I'm going to eat. And that defeats the entire purpose of fasting. Like if you're so fixated on reading all the ingredients and every single thing that you buy and that's what your fasting is and that's making sure that, okay, no moderation, milk ingredients and I know this is a very uh controversial topic so I won't go deeply into it but you know my point is that the purpose of fasting is that it's supposed to free your time to do things that will bring you closer to God it's not just about the food it's a complete change in your lifestyle so if it is just a diet change, of course it's going to bring on resentment and like almost, like, boredom or questioning, like, why am I even doing this? I'm just changing my diet. Like, people are vegan all the time. Like, is that really what this is about?
1: Or sometimes we change our diets and we don't actually take advantage of that time that you're saying that extra time to get closer so it kind of feels pointless right it's mm-hmm. like oh i'm so used to fasting now like there are there's vegan everything now there's mm-hmm. vegan cheese there's vegan burgers there's vegan meat mm-hmm. like and we just completely defeat the purpose of what the fasting is supposed to be mm-hmm. right um so it can be resentful that way it's like oh i'm supposed to be fasting and getting closer to god but it, that's not actually happening i'm not feeling that in any kind of way
0: right You know, the beautiful thing about fasting, I think, is that it forces you to think about God every single day purposefully. You know what I mean? Sometimes I think when we're just living and things are going smoothly or we're not really being forced to make any changes in our lives or um, make any sacrifices from the things that we find enjoyable, it's easy to kind of forget God. It's easy to go about your day and life is just moving as it always is. And the beauty of fasting is that your routine is different, right? Where you choose to eat is different. What you choose to make is different. And you know, for some people, it's not even just about the food. Maybe it's not just a diet change, but it's giving up something that you really love, that you know you're really, really dependent on. So like for all of you coffee addicts out there, you know, that's a really good um, thing to consider. For example, if you know like you need that cup of coffee to start your day, there's no way that you're going to be able to be productive or get anything done. And it becomes this dependency, Right. Why not give that up in addition to fasting if you can? And, and I know I'm, I'm really like, I'm pushing the bar. I know the question is about like fasting, making you resentful, but it's more about figuring out what it is that you love so much in this material world and taking a break from it. And not because the thing in and of itself is bad, but because the dependency on these things that we love that give us this physical comfort or this temporary comfort, that's not what sustains us.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of us think of fasting as like a morning, and I think we need to switch that outlook and think of it as like a time to be more intimate with God, to see him more in our day-to-day activities or our day-to-day choices. I always say, if you're really craving that thing that you really want, like let's say you are giving up coffee. Let's use your example. If you are giving up coffee and every morning you wake up and you're like, man, I need that coffee. Replace that with, man, I need God. So you say a little arrow prayer, you do a little meditation, whatever it might be to give you that little connection mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Or like if it's like chocolate that you really desire or like desserts that you really want, like every time you have that craving or every time you want that, you could do something else of it that will bring you closer to God. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee it'll give you some sort of gratification or some sort of gratefulness for the situation that you're in. Okay. But what if the reason you're resentful when you're fasting is because it's kind of messing up your body in one shape or form? Like maybe you're losing a lot of weight and that's not healthy for you. Or maybe you're gaining a lot of weight because we all know when we're on those dietary restrictions, it's a lot of carbs. So
0: how do I get rid of that resentment? So again, I think it's still about reframing this concept of The diet being the main focus, right? I totally get it. And for some people, even just for um, physical reasons, they actually cannot fast. They cannot follow this. So then I think in that case, and especially if you're someone who's never fasted before, you're not used to it. Maybe sit down and be honest with yourself. Like ask yourself, which part of fasting is really the hardest for me? Okay. And it's something I know I can do, but I just don't want to do. Okay. So for instance, if um, let's say your soft spot, right, your weak spot is sugar, is sweets. Okay. It's not a diet though. And that's really the most important thing. It's not like, okay, I'm going to give up sweets for length because I want to lose weight or whatever it is. Or, um, you know, I'm, uh, I know this is good for my body and that's why I'm doing it. No, it's so that every time I am confronted with the opportunity To have something, I am actively including God in every decision that I make, including the little things, right? When we think about the big picture, what we choose to eat, these are little decisions that we make throughout the day. But no, I'm at Tim Hortons and I'm not going to get that Timbit. And that's because I'm making a commitment to God during this time to think of myself less. That's really what fasting is all about. It's that I'm not going to focus so much on me and I'm going to look outside of myself to see how can I use my sacrifice or what I'm giving up to help others. So maybe when you're in that Tim Hortons line, right, instead of buying yourself a Timbit or a donut, maybe you buy a gift card and you give it to a homeless person and that money that you would have used for that thing that you really wanted, you're now giving to someone else. And that's when you really have to think about fasting as more than just what you're eating. It is a whole shift in your perspective.
1: Yeah. So if we're so focused on the dietary restrictions, we're taking away from like the amazing thing that fasting is, right? Mm -hmm. So I would recommend, even if it's something that's not dietary that you're giving away, even if it's not sugar, even Mm -hmm. if it's not uh, coffee, whatever it might be, give up something that is really hard for you. Like, and I'll say this, give up music, for example, mm-hmm. during Lent, because that's something that's so hard. So mm-hmm. just giving up something that is so important to you, but you can live without it, yes. right? Yeah, Is a way to get closer to God. And it doesn't necessarily have to be dietary. If you're not there, or if you can't do it for whatever reason, then do it in another way that will allow you to have that extra time to be with God. Yeah,
0: I love that idea because it's also, it points to this idea of fasting as feeling very different than the rest of the year. So the giving up music, yeah, if music is your thing, that's a really tough thing to do. I also know people, for example, who will um, be more selective about what they watch for entertainment. So like they'll try to find things that are a little bit more, you um, you know, theologically driven, or maybe they'll uh, look into you know saints' stories or whatever it might be, just things that will keep their mind more directed towards God in every single decision that you make. And the other thing about fasting is that you get out of it what you put into it. And I I know, and I've definitely been guilty of this, where there have definitely been lengths where I have not taken fasting us seriously and Easter will come around and it's not the same. It's just not the same. It doesn't feel the same way. It's like we are supposed to be choosing to suffer in this very, very, very small way by giving up things that we enjoy in order to prepare ourselves to suffer with Christ as he prepares to take on the cross, right? And then Holy Week is this beautiful journey where we are truly with him every step of the way, like we're literally in church every single day, trying to uh, connect right with that suffering that he experienced. And to do that without actually uh, trying to take it on ourselves in some small, tiny way through fasting, it takes away from the experience of Holy Week, at least for me, it takes away from the, the, um, the glory of celebrating Easter when you have not chosen to take on a cross of your own in some way, right? So whether it's giving up some sort of food or giving up entertainment or giving up something you enjoy, that really is one of the best ways to get closer to God. I agree, but I'm going to
1: play devil's advocate for a second. So let's say I am fasting, whether dietary or otherwise, and I don't feel resentment towards God but I also don't feel intimate with God. Mm. I don't feel like my relationship is getting stronger at Mm. that point or with anything that I'm doing. Even if I'm doing more than dietary, I'm like adding other things as well, but nothing's really happening. I'm not feeling a particular way. There's no emotional response. Am I doing something wrong or should I just continue or should I just not do
0: it because it's the same whether I'm fasting or I'm not? Mm -hmm. That's such a great question, honestly. You know... It's a tough one, I and I'll tell you what I think, but that's a frustrating situation to be in when you're putting in a lot of effort into anything and you're not really seeing outcomes, right? You're not feeling the result or relationship with God like you obviously want to. And just the fact that you're putting in that much effort really says something about how important this is. So I think it's a good opportunity to take a bit of a step back and maybe think about what you can add to your fasting that will help you increase that connection with God. So for instance, you know, we talk about fasting being more than just a diet change. It's a lifestyle and we're changing that time of the year to feel very different. So if I'm giving something up, maybe I'm also adding something to my life through service for instance through adopting you know a weekly commitment to spending time with someone who's lonely it doesn't have to always be this big you know organization or i have to commit to volunteering every single week it could just be you know i know that someone is sick Or someone is sad, or someone is going through something, and every single week, I am going to make time out of my week to spend time with this person. Like, if we think about every single Christian in the world who is fasting right now, if every single one of us did that, you know, that's where we see Christ. We see him in each other, we see him in service, we see him and feel him in others, and especially others who are suffering. So, I think my one Bit of advice on this is that if your fasting is not allowing you to feel closer to God, serve him in other ways.
1: Yeah, add to your fasting journey in one way, shape or form. So fasting and prayer has become this mundane routine thing that has not been adding or allowing you to grow with God. Then maybe what you need is to connect with him on a human level with people around you and serving others and connecting with others and being part of something that is bigger than you, right? Um, And I think that definitely adds to the fasting experience or to the Lent experience.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly the entire point of it, right? We always talk about fasting and prayer, right? Like those two are always lumped together. And there's a good reason for that because taking away from the comforts of the world should give us more time and energy to focus on things like prayer. So that's a great example of first thing in the morning, you know, maybe I'm used to doing like a very quick, like our father and I run out the door, but what if I did something a little bit more? I don't know about you, but a lot of the times my prayers are so like self-centered, right? It's often about, you know, what's happening in my life or what's going on or what I need God's help with. And all of those things are great. And taking those um, concerns and fears and um, anything that you're feeling to God is always a good thing. But what if your time of fasting is also an opportunity to pray for the world, to pray for those who are truly suffering in ways that Maybe you can't even understand, you know, there's personal examples. I'm sure we all know people who are sick or who are grieving or who are suffering in some way. And then larger scale, I mean, you watch the news for two minutes and you will come up with a long list of people to pray for. And what if your time of prayer was not just about you and your relationship with God, but about you offering up the world to God. You know, that's really the beauty of building that relationship is that it's not just about you. Like we are living in community, whether we realize it or not, whether we pray for our community or not, it's a huge part of what it means to be Christian is that it's not just about us. Thanks again for tuning in today. Just a reminder that if anything we've said resonated with you, be sure to take a moment to reflect and pray. If you need more guidance or support, please seek out a trusted friend, family member, mentor, or mental health professional. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Orthodox Church. And on that note, we're your hosts, Miriam and Mary, and it was so great catching up with you today. Till next time, love ya bestie.